share life stories of various individuals to inspire and educate. You're listening to Anecdotes, a podcast hosted by two millennials, Timothy and Vance. Thank you for joining us on this learning journey. Let's discover our why together. Welcome to episode 23 of Anecdotes, a show where we share inspiring stories and learn how to become better each day, one anecdote at a time. I'm Vance, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Timothy. For this episode, Tim shared an anecdote about his interactions with his colleagues at work and how people are not obligated to return favours. I shared an anecdote about co-emailing a film news publication and eventually getting some film reviews published on his website. Listen on for more. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or anywhere you get your podcasts from. So what happened was actually a culmination. What's that? A culmination. Accumulation. Accumulation. Oh. Accumulation. Yeah, it was an accumulation of events over the past two weeks. Mm. Okay, so since we didn't record last week, so I had a number of uh, issues that I actually faced at work. Well, I always used to think that everyone are helpful by nature. But? But <laughs> I was proven wrong. At work, where I realized that not everyone is out there to help you also. Mm. Even though you have given value to them, that doesn't necessarily mean that they will help you in return. Yeah. That was a quite, a, I must admit, it was a naive mindset of mine. Why? What happened? Mm, no, I thought like, uh, you mean, I mean, as a senior in a company, Naturally, what I would do is to make you feel comfortable, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm, but I wasn't given that, I feel. Uh. Okay. So, and uh, even though I was told that I would receive the help to help me pass the next test, I wasn't given any help at all. And I had to actively look for someone else for help. So A is supposed to help you help yeah. you with something, but in the end, he he did he was doing his own thing the whole time, hmm. despite you know you and even though I asked, and still he just answered me and then went back to do his own stuff. So I had to creep my way to another colleague for B to ask for help. So I just asked. Hey, what are you doing? Can I like mirror what you're doing, or you know, just can I just see what you're doing? I didn't even mention that uh, I needed help for this test. Okay. But the person naturally just helped me. Like you, you know, you can feel it when someone is genuinely wanting to help you, and yeah. when someone is not. So yeah. that person just offered more help. There was okay. I'm gonna stick to you and try to learn. Uh. So, and then she asked me, so when is your test? Oh, two weeks later. Then I say, oh shit, you don't have time already eh. I say, yeah. Then I say, then what have you been doing? I say, I don't know. Eh. They told me after I passed the test, uh, they would start teaching me. But I've been sitting here and like, I just uh, read and then ask the questions accordingly. Eh. And that's about it. Nobody actually sat down with me to teach me what I should do or prepare for the test. So the uh, I guess having a senior to teach you was actually a requirement. Yes. 
right. it was supposed to happen, or even the boss was supposed to teach, which oh, apparently was okay. also busy. I don't know, busy what? Ah. So they left you out in the open. Yeah, so even for the test before that, um, I was told that other people would receive their, their help, yeah, but I was just left alone to study on my own and then ask questions when needed. But the good thing that came out of it was was this. So when you started feeling desperate about being unable to receive help, you know, I was like, I uh, was a bit terrified because I know that the test was two weeks later and yet I had zero knowledge. And then when somebody reached out their hand to you to help you, Mm. You grab it with both hands and feet, you know. <laughs> I mean, not literally like that, yeah. but you would appreciate that help so much more. And that mm. made me treasure the time that this colleague of mine had spent. Yeah, I was very grateful for the help and the teaching that she showed to me, despite her having her own shit. Mm. So she had her own busy schedule, but she took time off to teach me. And that speaks volume about someone's character. Even yeah. though she wasn't assigned to teach me. Mm. So I guess this is where the, the good thing came out. Uh, you know, through an obstacle, you know, I could have whined about it and say, oh, nobody's teaching me and then and just sit, sat there and wait for somebody to ask you, hey. But I didn't uh, because I know that um, I cannot change whatever that's happening to me, mm. but I certainly can change how I feel about what has happened to me, and react and react accordingly. Yes, to and survive. Not just sit down and whine about it. Yeah, so this may sound contradictory because I'm ranting, but I'm, but the moral or the whole point of me sharing this is that. I didn't sit back and do nothing. I went to seek out help. I went to seek out help from people from other banks, which is my Other brother. banks? <laughs> oh, okay. I went to consult my brother and he had his stuff and then I just went there. And I told... And then when uh, the next day, I went to tell that colleague of mine that was helping me that I said, I mean, I cannot... I said the exact same thing. I said, I, I cannot change the fact that the boss and the mentor is not teaching me, correct? Mm-hmm. But I can change how I feel about it, so that's why I, I, I say upfront, I say I'm very grateful that you have teaching, teach, you have taught me everything so far. Mm-hmm. But I know it's not enough. I still need more feedback on how to improve and stuff. So that's why I went to consult people from other banks to teach. Namely, me your brother. Yeah, my brother and mm-hmm. his stuff. You know, just just to get on track. Mm-hmm. Uh. So yeah, I, I guess. This made me realize that, well, okay, at least through this so-called obstacle, I managed to find out who are the ones who are really there for you. And Mm. through this so-called exercise, you know next time, who are you going to give your 100% to? Yeah. Yeah, and constantly I will be always thinking like, hey, is there anything that I can help you with? That's always going through my mind. Because of the power of reciprocation. So you read that part already. Yeah, but the funny thing is when you, you told me, you said I said that to you 
before, right? And that was before I even read it. Yeah. Yeah. No, because all these, I guess the the six weapons, he called it weapons, uh, but yeah. of course, a better way to, to put it is probably tools. The six tools mm. of influence is deeply ingrained in our lives that we take it for granted. Yeah. So we all know that I don't think we take it for granted. It's just that it's so subtle that we don't even know realize. about this. Mm. Yeah, real about, realize about this existence. You know, yeah. we just, okay. I don't even know why I'm doing that way. But uh, yeah, for me, it has always been that case. So I just try to, you know, give the absolute value to the ones who help me the most, uh. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's that, that's that's natural, uh, But yeah. could there be a reason why they don't want to help you? There should be a reason, right? I mean, I I don't know, but from what I've gathered, um, he is just too focused on his own sales. Uh. probably has a higher target. I don't know. I mean, he has a higher target mm-hmm. to hit, so he definitely has cases that he needs to do. Uh. But everyone is busy. Uh. Yeah. I mean, let's look, let's put, let's put it that way. If you have time to go for smoke breaks or, you know, or meddle with your phone for a while, can't you use that time to, or maybe 15 minutes is fine just to explain this portion. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's all about how willing you are. I don't think that that person doesn't have time. Yeah, of course. It's sti- it's a matter of willingness. Mm. But, oh, okay, so now I know who I can and cannot count on. And I think that's a good lesson for me already. Yeah. I mean, do you think it's possible that uh, your mentor just don't like you for whatever reason it is? Uh? I mean, could, could it be? Or not? I mean... Or more like that means that means instead of looking at it as like he he is bad natured in a sense, but it's rather like he because he don't like you. Is it, it could that be a possible I mean it could be a possibility. There's no doubt about it. But mm. even so, I don't really care whether he, he likes me. I'm not gonna try to make him like me. Yeah. As well, because I know that can't be helped. Yeah. Not everybody will no, like you. Of course. So what I can do is you know, just treat it, treat it as it is. So I, I don't know. Maybe then how about how about your boss? He did help me after that, <laughs> but I think it's because he he knows that for me to pass is gonna be easy because they'll be a bit lax because they're a bit short-handed. Okay. So. He he knows that it won't be very difficult for me to pass because they'll be quite lenient in mm. that sense. Um, so that was why he didn't really bother to teach me. I think uh, I mean it could be out of his own laziness as well. Mm-hmm. And he even asked the girl who taught me. He was wanting Then she she just said, "Put on eh, what are you doing?" Then I tell her Okay. So it's like that. Uh. If not, I'll be just left in the corner. I mean, I was left in the corner. Is I own self go and creep all the way to the other side to ask this colleague of mine. Yeah. 
And it all started with me uh, taking the initiative, what? Yeah, of course. Yeah. But I'm just thinking, because you mentioned that your mentor is assigned to you. So he's so he it's an obligation, right? It's not it's not whether he can choose or not, right? Yeah. And so one of the criteria of the test was to present this letter of offer, like it's like the contract. Mm-hmm. So I say, so how do they grade you? I say you need to know how to explain the contract. I'm like saying, okay, so what are the things that I should I t- take note of? And the answer was, you just go back and read it, ah. The mentor. Yeah. So I'm like, that isn't helpful at all. I mean, what kind of answer is that? Okay, the way I look at it, right? Yeah. The way I look at it, right? Your mentor probably did it that way himself. Back when no, he, he didn't there. have that test at all. He did didn't it? have the test at all. Yeah. I don't then, know. Then that's all the more why he, he couldn't understand why you don't understand it. But because he knows that we have to go through a test uh, and uh-huh. he probably taught people before. But I don't know. It's just like that, I guess. <laughs> some It's in some people's nature not to care about people. Uh, and I can tell from the way he reacts and stuff that he doesn't really care about people's feelings. So it's like self-centered and stuff. Yes. Mm. Very. Okay, there are, there are a number of occasions where you can tell a person's character. Yeah. One happened was, okay, they were all saying that, oh, I'm busy. Then I say, um, okay, actually I'm free. That was when I still haven't passed the first test. So okay. I say, um, I can actually buy food for you guys. Uh. Okay, so I offered to buy the food. Uh. Like, I don't know, would you do it? So yeah. I, I I did it for I bought for three packets, and then apparently I I got the wrong order for his for, for his he ordered <laughs> two meat one veggie, but I I see there wasn't like much meat selection then there was only so I ordered one meat and one veggie and then he was like he was angry I'm like what the fuck I went out to buy for you instead of saying thank you you make hell of a noise that I got your order wrongly. Or then that could be possibly be the starting the yeah. starting point, uh, maybe. I, I don't, don't know. know. It might. And then another time was okay, so another colleague of mine spilled coffee. Mm. So as a bystander, what would you do? Try help to uh. see you help, right? See, okay, maybe you need tissue or something. Yeah. So I took the tissue from his desk. That was when <laughs> he hasn't come there. So I wanted to give him, but he didn't use it. So I put there but I forgot to put it, put it back at his table uh-huh. so when he came back he said where's my tissue I said oh shit sorry I went to offer it but he didn't use it uh. and he said hey do you know that it's common courtesy not to touch people's things without their permission I was like okay sorry uh. I mean I didn't mean to do it but if I see someone who spilled coffee naturally what I'll do is to see anything I can help uh. hmm. I said okay uh, sorry if that offended you uh. I think he's, he has, I would say, I mean, I don't know anything, I, I don't know anything about him, but usually people who, usually, uh, and because I experience it myself, I think you probably experience it yourself also, especially when someone you don't really like, or you have neutral feelings towards, touch something that belongs to you, you naturally feel threatened. So I don't know, maybe, maybe he see that as, if you can take his tissue, right, 
you can take anything else on his table. So he felt that because of that, right, he feel <laughs> that you don't have the courtesy. You know what yeah. I mean? But he wanted that he's desk anyway, right? Yeah. And he just and he just walked for the issue. Of course, I think when he go back and think, right, he probably think that he's overreacting. overreacting. But at that point of time, it didn't seem that way because if, if let's say, I don't really like you, I don't really know you, and you're going to take my tissue, my whole box of tissue away. Is it a box of tissue or a packet yeah, of tissue? Yeah, a box. Then he might be thinking like, then you can just take anything else on my table. Is that is that it? I don't know. Like maybe it's like outburst kind of thing. I mean, I wouldn't react that way because I mean, it's just tissue. That's one. And the thing is, if I really have important things, right? And I know there's so many people walking around in the office, right? I wouldn't put it on the table in the first place. Right? Yeah. But I don't know. So he, he's obviously... I mean, it could have been then. But to me, it's a really no-brainer or there's nothing to get upset about. Yeah. Perhaps that's just me. I take things a bit lighter. But maybe yeah. to some people that can be very uh, offensive or, you know, upsetting. But to me, I guess that's where the personality clashes. Yeah. That was why maybe he was reluctant or and why I was drawn to or people that was willing to help me. Because you whatever what kind of person you are you attract what kind of person am I making sense that means if your personality is A naturally yeah, you you will attract other personality y- A yeah, people like yeah. like that's what I told I said oh and end up the personality mm-hmm. uh, I went out to lunch with the senior the colleague who taught me mm-hmm. and turns out that we have a lot in common uh. like she also like contact sports <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh and uh she watches soccer and I'm like oh I'm <laughs> like this quite <laughs> I I think I said something that might have offended her. <laughs> I said, Oh, you're quite boyish in nature. I think I think she didn't like that. I was like, why why yeah. am I boyish? I'm like uh I don't know, you like context sport and you like to watch soccer, so I think like, I But think. then after that she said, Why why you tell me I'm so very like girly things like that? Okay, I think you're a bit offended. Then after that, I say, uh, okay, maybe I used the wrong word. I shouldn't use boyish. I say, you're very relatable. Uh, they say, your choice of words. Huh? Uh, yeah. So yeah, you're very careful with girls. Uh, I mean, yeah, la. I mean, that's, that's my flaw. Sometimes, or most of the times, I say things without um, malice, you know. But sometimes people take it the wrong way and they always tell me that I speak very sarcastically. Mm. I have a very sarcastic demeanor. I, I do not know why. Whether it's a tonality or whenever I talk. But that's what I've been getting. But, you know, it is what it is. I'm not going to change <laughs> how I talk. Because I can't change that. What? I mean, you can, but... That wouldn't uh, be me. Really, yeah, I, w- right? I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want... I mean, as a friend, I yeah. wouldn't want you to change that because that's what makes you unique in that yeah. sense. <laughs> okay, of course, there's another side of an argument, but I would say, right, the choice of words is very important. Yeah. So, yeah, we can we can tell that you have no makings of a politician. <laughs> but that's fine. <laughs> I'm right? someone that's very cut and straightforward. So, I might have stepped on toes. But at the end of the day... That's why I was also drawn to people like that. Like, my big boss is someone who's very straightforward. So if he doesn't like you, he'll just say it in your face. 
And I appreciate that kind of people, you know. Mm. I don't like to go behind someone's back and then speak ill of them. Yeah, I was thinking of uh, an occupation that actually suits that kind of behavior. And it's true that big bosses are big bosses who naturally have that kind of behavior because they feel that they have to use the most efficient and quickest way to communicate an idea, plain and simple. So politicians are not like that, of course, right? Mm. And that's fine. So yeah, I guess. Maybe. So, so like your occupation should be big boss, ah. It means your your ability to to uh, convey, uh, like let's say instructions, right? For example, instructions, right, will be very clear. Although it will offend people, right? But they know exactly what they need to do to adhere to certain requirements or prerequisites or whatever. Yeah, it is a quality that is needed also in the society, definitely. So, yeah, don't need to change. Huh? Just that. And you will realize that you will offend some people. Yeah, but... I mean, that's fine uh, because I ultimately... I've I read the subtle art of not giving a fuck. <laughs> I mean, so... It, it, really I have a bit like that also, actually. Yeah, so it reaffirms yeah. like what my ideals and values are, mm. which is... You know, just accept it. Uh. Like, no one, not everyone's yeah. going to like you. Yeah, but the thing is, you see, right, even though, let's say personality A, right, it means you're very straightforward, very curt, mm-hmm. sometimes you offend people, blunt and everything. It doesn't mean that you wouldn't have attract other type of personality of people. So, like, let's say, Spain? because I am not, I am not as straightforward as you, I'm not like as blunt as you because <laughs> I will choose my words carefully. Right. Okay. But I will still like to hang out with a person like you. That means, uh, okay, let's say I have personality B. Okay, personality A. Scheming. <laughs> what? Personality B, scheming person. Ske- I'm scheming person. <laughs> no, I mean, it just sounds like the opposite one. Oh, okay, la, okay, okay, whatever it is. <laughs> let's say, let's say I, I am a scheming person, but I was, actually scheming people, right? Mm-hmm. They like straightforward people because yeah, then they know, yeah, so okay, then it makes sense also, right? but that doesn't mean that I wouldn't attract other scheming people also. Right? It's just that I, probably I enjoy the company but I wouldn't like, but I can, you know, that's a, that's, I know that I'm different from you kind of feeling, but I'll still like, like it. Yeah. I guess so, but normally people who are straightforward, they don't really notice these kind of things. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't call it oblivious, but more like, they 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 don't, they don't see a problem with it. Yeah. It's a difference between oblivious and, some people say that this kind of personality comes off as too strong. Mm, yeah, maybe to a certain extent. Yes. Yeah. But that's fine. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at the other day, I'm in this role for a purpose, which is to, you know, which is actually written on my desk. Like, what are the goals that I've written out so that mm-hmm. I wouldn't have a hard time waking up every day? Mm. Sort of like, you know, sometimes when you wake up and you feel like demotivated to work and then mm. when you realize that you have not hit your target, mm. then get get right back into it. So 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 you you look at it before you sleep, you look at it the first thing you wake up. Oh look at it when I wake up, but not before I sleep. Yeah, yeah probably before I sleep. Mm. But I think before I sleep it's time to rest your mind and access what you're gonna do tomorrow, that kind of stuff. Okay. This is all words or actionables that my mentor actually taught me, <laughs> which I it seems to be making sense to me. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. 
like at least now it's clearer you don't like before that I told you that I want to make a lot of money enough money so how much is enough you know mm-hmm. right until someone kind of he didn't really I wanted to say point a gun to my head but he didn't point a gun to my head until like you are being forced into a corner and then you are forced to think like okay so what is it that I really want and that is very hard to do if you are doing it alone yeah because you kind of convince yourself that it's, it's alright not to make a decision right away because it's all in your head anyway but if you write it down then you know even when you cancel it away right it kind of leave some sort of mark on your on your, on your like memory you failed, you know? yeah you're if, I, okay maybe not you failed but you you backed out kind yeah, of feeling you, you know you gave up yeah, yeah. And that's not a nice feeling yeah so no matter what it is it's, it's, it's more like a psychological thing yeah and yeah. someone else to hold you accountable is definitely something that will help you achieve goals. Uh. Yeah. yeah. And so, yep. I think we can move on to your sharing. But but before that, I want to say that my mentor also helped me, you know, uh, put some things in perspective that it would be good to have a specific goal, right? Although at that point of time, I already have a general direction. But having a general direction is still not the 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 ideal situation you want to be in, right? Because, like you said, your mentor told you to have a specific goal so that it, when you achieve it, you know that you achieved it. And then you can move on to the next or something like that. Yeah, it's, yeah, a quantifiable goal, right? you should say. So you can keep track. Uh. I think that's, that, I mean, that's, it depends that's on what it is. Uh. Mm-hmm. I mean, something like mine is related to monetary. So obviously, a quantifier, measurable goal is needed. Uh. Be more helpful. Uh. Okay, so <coughs> since we haven't. We haven't met for some time. Although, episodes still go up regularly. Oh Sometimes, just one week plus. Oh, for uh, one week plus, yeah, okay. But episodes still go up regularly, so that's good. <laughs> so, o- over these two weeks, or less than two weeks, right, uh, I, did, I, did, I did a few things. So, the most, the most, I would say, the biggest win for me right now was to have my film review featured on yes awesome yeah I mean I haven't finished yet but <laughs> <laughs> sorry is that personality A of me coming out <laughs> so anyway the biggest win right for me was to get my film review featured on a website called F F F Movie Mac okay I'll, I'll link I'll link the article in the show notes and then you can you can comment on the article or whatever it is. Yeah, there's something to say? Yeah, I, I was asking you to speak faster. I don't know. I just feel a bit excited. Oh, oh okay. I wish you could get to it faster. <clears throat> okay, so, <laughs> after after publishing on that, uh, the article on the website, right, I, I immediately, because when I submitted the, the submission, the film review, I immediately pitched a few more films to the editor. Mm. So, the editor accepted and said that, uh, yeah, you can go ahead with this movie. Nice. So, I'm actually done with my second film review already. Okay. By then, this episode comes out. I might have my second, I might have my, third. my second and third film review published already. So, what movie is it? So, the first one was The Battleship Island. Yeah. It's a Korean movie. Mm. And then the second one was uh, Once Upon a Time. It's a Chinese movie. Okay. So, the interesting thing is, you can start. You can start with the story of how this came about, like, this opportunity that came about. 
my mentor told me that you know you cannot just submit resumes. You need to pitch to several different websites and publications or so. Because you cannot because when when you when you send out resumes right for future employment, people don't get get back to you right away. And it's not a confirm get kind of thing or so. So you need to keep the you need to keep the ball continuously rolling. So you need to pitch to different publications. So many publications didn't get back to me. I but think, yeah, I mean mm-hmm. what he meant. So it's kinda like keeping all your windows open. So yeah, not just open 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 one and expect the bird to fly yeah. in, you know. I mean who knows maybe one bird fly in, some some other yeah. squirrel will climb in or whatever. Just like throwing a net. Uh. Yeah. <coughs> so he because he saw that I was pitching film reviews to a few culture themed websites. And he told me those lifestyle websites don't focus much on film. So why not you try this website called F Movie Mac? So I tried and but th- there wasn't a there wasn't a an email on their on their website so I had to go to the Facebook page to ask whoever was managing the Facebook page. So I asked and then he just gave me an email, I sent an email and voila, that happened. That unfortunately just came and then I pub I sent the the submission and everything, it got published and then now hopefully uh it's gonna continue. And he said that he's gonna send me to screenings and everything. So if it's anything I learned, right? Mm. I mean, this, this this might be quite obvious, but asking, right, is actually something that not many of us do. Yeah. Yeah, and just the fact of asking just got me the opportunity. Exactly. Like, I, I knew that I had to do it some, at some point, but... Something is just putting you off from doing it. Yeah, but with someone else... Pushing you. Pushing me, and especially someone who... As relatable who, yeah relatable you. and he knows exactly how I felt because how I feel and how I felt because it's like a writer's thing right yeah 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 it, it is a it is a huge obstacle for any aspiring budding writer whatever you want to call it even established writers have problems you know approaching less established publishers just because you know their ego is at stake right but the fact is you will never know <laughs> didn't you say it's not an ego no no I approach these people not I, I okay, the thing is I w- I know I have to approach these publications. <coughs> I didn't approach them, right? Why? The the main problem was the main problem lie with my fear. You oh. can say that it's to a certain extent it's an ego. Mm. But I would say that uh It's the fear of rejection. That and more like I feel that I wasn't enough to pitch because I didn't want to, you know, spoil the first impression kind of thing. Because, mm. you know, first impression really matters. Like Ryan Holiday, Ryan Holiday said before, people say don't judge a book by its cover. But that's what covers are for. <laughs> for you to judge books so that you won't waste your time reading every single book. Right? So, I would say, right, even if you told me maybe two years ago, right, I wouldn't have done it. But right now, because I have a, a lot clearer picture of how to pitch stories, and he taught me also. I think the main thing is because he taught me how to pitch. Because he, he, you know, he gave me exercises like, you send me a few... So I, I kept sending back and forth, back and forth, back and forth until a point where you say that, okay, this this is the pitch that you need to send. This is the kind of pitch. So this is the structure. Then I felt more confident that, you know, mm. even if it, if I got rejected, I knew that I tried. But because be- before that, I didn't even know how to pitch. Mm. And I look at a lot of websites and they give me all the very generic advice. Yeah. And credit to you. You applaud your effort for 
actually how it all started was because you believe in me going for this uh, networking session. Career fair, yeah. Yeah, this career fair thing and then it culminated hmm. into this. Oh, okay. And it, it all adds up. Lah. So everything really happened for a reason. Yeah. And then it just started from a simple action of going yeah. and doing. It all stemmed from this small little action where it was very, very easy for you to say no at that point of time mm. because you said that it was New Year's Day or something. Was it? No, like, it wasn't. It was uh, it was in May though. Labor Day. Oh, yeah, Labor Day. It was Day, Labor yeah. Day and then you had some plans with your girlfriend or something like that. It was yeah. very easy for you to put it off and not go. But mm. instead, you know, you realized that I needed to do something. And so, these are your reward, I guess. Your fruits of... You see, slowly you see the things that are, that you put in effort to doing, they are bearing fruit. Bearing fruit. Okay, maybe not bear fruit yet, but... You yeah, know, but like you see slowly sprout. yeah. sprouting, right? Yeah. That's step one is, you know, at least now you are contributing to something else other than your work. Yeah, it's out of work. Mm. Mm. And this is something that you're interested in. Yep. And when you have something where you're talented in, you're passionate in, and it's in line with the organization, that is the sweet spot to making anything enjoyable. Yep. Yeah, and credit to you. Uh, you, you found it and good for you, man. And I'm happy that you found it and just keep doing what you're doing. Uh. Yeah, so mm. I guess maybe 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 at some point in the future, right? Yes. I might I might owe you a few treats. Uh, no, I sense. don't. As in, <laughs> but it doesn't have anything to do with me. Uh. Yeah, but I mean, I sparked the idea that you should go for that, but ultimately it was you who decided to go for it. Uh. Yeah, okay. I would say that I would definitely go for it even if you didn't ask me to do, to, to go for it. But I didn't know the existence of it. Yeah. So, in my perspective, I would give the most credit to you pointing out that there was such a thing. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's one way of looking at it, but mm. ultimately, it's still you. And yeah. It's not that I don't want to cheat or anything. It's just that I feel that most credit actually belongs to you. Yeah. Uh, you chose your mentor. You decided to meet your mentor and then so on and so forth so good for you uh, and also good for me that I went and mm. you know if not who knows we'll st- I'll still be seeing you every day at work feeling <laughs> unhappy <laughs> feeling bored not that I don't want to see you at work but it's just that <laughs> I don't want to work at that place anymore yeah and it's some, I don't know it's, 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 I don't know if you feel the same but whenever you meet a mentor right uh you know when you meet quite a good mentor, I want I want to say that he's he's spectacular, but when I meet mentor, right, I will feel a bit like nervous because I know that he will point out certain things that you never do, not really never do, but uh certain things that I, uh, I can do, but I'm afraid to. Mm. Because he will, he will, he will constantly try to inch you closer and closer to your fears, but with not but not without giving you help, you know. Not without like guiding you and you know, tell you that you have to, you have to be careful of this thing that could actually, potentially harm you. Uh. but he still he still constantly push you forward so that you can, 
I, I don't know if you feel the same way. I don't really feel like all, all I feel after mm-hmm. the session is that I feel motivated each time. Yeah, of course. And I just feel recharged each time. Uh, and just makes me want to do better. Because I realize that actually the whole basis of this mentorship relationship mm-hmm. is to make you accountable to someone. Yeah. That's the whole point of it. So once you're accountable to someone, you will get shit done naturally. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's the whole point of it all. Yeah. And uh, really glad that I have that person or you know, at least someone to guide me along the way. Um, and the, the thing is, he's not enforcing his ideas of what is right on me. But rather, everything is all about what is right for myself. It's all in the lens of me and not him. It's a very tough thing to do, right? Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. So it's all like, how? Okay, so... For example, the last session was me saying, I want to sound more confident, more smooth in my presentation. Mm. Okay? So he asked me, so what do you think is a good and smooth, confident presentation? Then he got me thinking, okay... What is it? <laughs> okay, I know I have to sound confident. I know I have to speak louder. I know I have to make the effort to enunciate each word because sometimes I slur. Mm. And through this, I think the way I spoke has improved a bit. Yeah, clearer. Definitely yeah. clearer. Yeah. Because you'll be more conscious that you know someone else is listening. Uh, actually, I never thought of it that way, but okay. I just... Ha- want to sound clearer that's all okay like so I have this mental note that I need to enunciate properly and not sound so lazily uh, monotonous uh, so he asked me so go look back at a time where you felt that you gave a good presentation and it got me thinking holy shit I don't think <laughs> my whole life I ever had one but except for this one occasion where, you know, maybe I was like too, I was very comfortable with everyone in that class. So it was back in school? No, it was actually during training. Like, yeah. Uh, we had like this, we were broken into groups and each one had to present whatever you have written. Uh. So, you know, I at the back of my mind, I just wanted things to be done. So like I know everyone's gonna shirk response. No, I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to present, I don't want this, I don't want that. So I just said, Okay, I might present. Then they say, Wow Oh, only one person present. Yeah. Then okay. I say, Why? I also not scared what? So I don't I just told my I just say out loud, I also not scared, I just go up, present uh. Uh-huh. And then I just did it easily. There was no fear. And I could even look around the crowd. That was how relaxed I am. So he said, Okay. Since you said that was a good presentation, so how do you think you can recreate that? So then after that, slowly you just came to an answer on how are you gonna communicate effectively? I mean, give a confident presentation is all here. You just need to yeah. prepare. Of course, preparation is necessary. I just need to read. I didn't need to think of what I was about to say. Mm-hmm. You know, and tell yourself, do some confidence building <laughs> exercise, and then. 
That's it, ah. That's basically public speaking, ah. Not really public speaking, per se, but delivering, sounding confident, that kind of stuff. Okay. Mm, and, and there is a solution device only for you. And it, sh- it might work for me, mm-hmm. but it might not work for you, you see. Yeah. Because everyone's different. And that's the beauty of this whole coaching relationship. It's not someone forcing you or enforcing their ideas of this is the golden standard. You must do this, do that, do this, do that, and adhere to it, and then you get this golden standard. But this is not. This is what makes you think is the best way for you to approach it and then figure out a way to do it. So simply put, it's just someone someone to you know, tell you that, remind you that this is your goal because you have to tell tell your mentor you know what what, what you want to achieve mm. right then after your mentor will okay remember that and then help help you do their best to help you reach your goal mm. their goal might not be something that they want to achieve but their main role is to help you achieve mm. what you want yeah yeah and uh, since we are running out of time I think we should wrap up yep so basically my summary is this is that well the naive mindset that you know everyone's gonna help you is not it's not what it seems you know where even though you offer value first but not everyone's gonna reciprocate accordingly mm. you know and I wouldn't say it was a bitter pill to swallow but a wonderful lesson in the aspect so you you, you understood that you know you, even though the previous weeks you, you keep saying that you know you have to give value constantly give value to mm. other people right but that's just one side of the equation yep it doesn't mean that you give value to other people means people will definitely reciprocate and they are not even obliged to reciprocate, right? Yes. And that's the that's the truth of the matter. Yeah. Even so, though it's one of the weapons, but sometimes... Yeah, weapons also have, I don't know, a shield. They have block. a limiting effect, la, yeah. I should say. So, and then, you know, what actually got me through that, I wouldn't say it was a hard time, but it was, I was a bit upset honestly mm. but what kept me positive was what Ryan Holidays Ryan Holidays said in the book where you can't change whatever that's happening to you but you mm. can change how you feel about it and it just stuck in my head for the entire duration I kept reminding myself that you know just to stay positive just saying like fuck this you know <laughs> so I think that was a very powerful quote that's gonna be repeated <laughs> from me. Yeah, he's he's really a very good thinker. Yeah. Ryan Holiday. Definitely should check his books out. Yeah. He's a great author and great thinker and yeah, just a great great thought leader to follow. Okay. My main lesson for this week is if you want something, you have to ask for it. Or rather, if you want to achieve something, you need to ask for help when you really need it. Or you need to ask so that you can give value to other people. Because mm. sometimes, you know, it doesn't mean you have something that is people will definitely want your shit. Mm. You need to frame it in such a way that people want want it. And more importantly, sometimes even though you fear, you know, there's a rejection or rejection factor or, you know, there's so much uncertainty behind the other side of the wall, but you just need to have enough information on your side. You know, make sure that you have, you're prepared for the, for the rejection. Prepared in the sense that 
after trying, even when you fail, even when you get rejected, you know that you tried your best. And then you move on to the next person who might actually want your shit. But I honestly think that even if you're unprepared or you fail mm-hmm. miserably, there's still something to be gained from that setback, you know. Mm. Now you know what went wrong, what could have been done better. That is still a reward in that sense. And ultimately, I agree with you that you need to ask. But still, the whole idea of it is based on Gary's Gary V's uh, rationale, which is to stop saying what you're going to do, stop thinking about what you're going to do, but just go and do it. Mm. That's the whole... That's like the overarching thing. Just doing it. Yeah. But... Maybe that's why Nike is so successful. <laughs> yeah, but the part about, you know, just doing and not thinking at all. No, not not thinking, but don't just think about it and then not do it. Think about it, say it, and just go and do it. Yes. Yeah. Okay, but I just want, I just want to add one last point. Some of the times, right, when you just do, you don't think or you don't say or you don't do anything. You, 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 just, you just go head in without even, without even knowing what's going to happen. Sometimes you might fail without even knowing what where went wrong. So that was my biggest problem and obstacle. But after overcoming that, you know, at least I know that I have some sort of guideline to tell me that, okay, this is this might not be the most perfect thing, but at least I know that if I go wrong, where went wrong, I can tell it. Then I went away to do it. Hmm. Yeah. That's about it. Okay. Okay. So, thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. That's it. Thank you for staying until the end of the podcast. If you enjoyed this, share this with your friends and tag us on Instagram or Facebook to connect with us. We'd appreciate any sort of feedback. Be sure to check out the show notes at theanecdotes.net T-H-E-A-N-E-C-D-O-T-E-S dot net Thank you once again.